Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Monday, the start of a new week. It's the start of a new year this month, this week, actually. And today is the last day of December, and I cannot tell you how much I love this time of year. It's just amazing that, you know, I get all excited about just the changes, just the newness, the freshness that feels, even though it's probably freezing and people are dealing with things. There's, It's a great time to have this feeling because it gives you a planning feeling, so it's really, really cool. So I wanted to ask in the chat, I have a new headphone. I lost my headphone. I don't know where I put it. I may have thrown it away without knowing. However, I have a new headphone. So if I sound too loud or you can't hear me, um, just let me know because it's weird. I, it plugs my ears so much I can't actually hear myself as good. So just let me know, and if everything is cool, let me know that too. So today's show, it's a new day, a new year, and new thoughts. And whether we realize it or not, and most of the time we do, but it's so subtle, it takes us a while to realize it, is that we have changed in this past year and in the years, obviously, prior to today. That's like, you know, when they go, Captain Obvious, that's that. However, this year is a year of progression, and I wanted to know a little bit more about what that meant, and it's just usable information. We have become, I want to know this, I want to know that, and we want to know things so fast, but then we don't see what it looks like to find out how or if or when those things work. And so what happened was I I just said, you know, I want more. And I have been really weirdly quiet lately and not so much, um, I want to say, like during the day or whatever. People around me, I'm still the same. But I haven't really been on the phone too much. I haven't been reaching out that much. I've, I've been quiet an interesting quiet because when I get quiet like that, I'm like, oh, it's coming because something's usually coming. But that it, it turned out it was a peace. And it was peace because there's certain things we know now. And I know Christ said the top 10 new thoughts, but actually they were 11, no surprise. But I'm going to start with what Christ said because These are things we now know that we're learning to do. It's not that we just know it, but we're actually starting in one way or another, even if it's just in thought to do so. We have to start to start, and we've kind of done that. So now where do we go from starting? Well, now it becomes a way of life, and you start to see it change and affect your life. So really think about that when I'm I'm reading these, because... The first one, it was, it was a surprise because it was number one. And he said, 
health starts in our kitchens. Think about that. We think it's size. We think it's this and that. We know it's our food. But to use the word instead of health starts with our food, to say health starts in our kitchens implies that we are preparing our food, our own food. And then I thought about that more and I thought, you know, I I love to go out to eat. I just do, I don't get to do it very much because I'm really busy, but, and I know that sounds counter to, counter to what it is because people usually go out to eat because they're busy, but I'm, I work from home. So I just run upstairs and grab something and then I come back down and work and I'm, I'm like a squirrel. I'm eating all day, whether it's nuts or cheese or, or crackers or fruit or something like that. I'm, I'm going all day long. But I thought, wow, just to synchronize it into that, health starts in our kitchen. It's what you buy, what you bring, what you cook. Because when we do cook at home, we use a lot less fat in preparation. And we also use better fat. If we're going to use butter, we use real butter. If we're going to use oil, we're going to use a good oil that we bought, like either an olive oil or sapphire flower oil or something like that. But health starts in our kitchen. The second thing he said was emotional health and physical health heals in our walk. And I thought, okay, because I kind of have progressed to this. It took me a long time. But the fact that I've been doing those two things made me, one, feel like, oh, cool, at least I get why. And then he said, that's exactly why, because then you can talk about it because you know the benefit. And I have to tell you, there were days where something made me so upset that for days when I would, because I would record my walks, and it always just looks like you're talking on the phone so you can slide through the crazy veneer, but I would be so upset that every single day I would talk about it and I would like find another way to deal with it or try to deal with it or try to fix it or try to run away from it or figure out if I needed to. And I thought that is more true than everything is when I do that, it does heal me. I come back ready, like, ah, it's like a burp or, you know, you're like, ah, good, that's gone, at least for today, or at least I got that out of my head and I can try to think about something else. But here's why, because number three, accounting is conversations with God. You will find any of us who do it already or any of us who do it once in a while or even once in our lifetime, we know that when we talk to God, we can't lie because we already know he knows everything. And I don't mean lie like tell out a blatant lie, but lie to ourselves. 
oh, I really don't care about that person. No, no, you do, or you wouldn't be upset. Or saying, I'm really upset about this instead of I'm not mad, but, well, the not mad, but tells you you are. So as we start to get to hear ourselves, now we're progressing into taking that information and looking at it for what it really is instead of what we want it to be. I remember for a long time when I was upset at someone, I could not tell them. I would try to come to them in a nice way or maybe where they wouldn't know I'm upset or I'd start with. I'm not mad, but and that's why I say the minute that buck comes in, yes, you are. And it's okay to say, hey, instead of it's mad, this really upset me because that's really what happened. It upset you. It just upset you. Things that make us mad different than things that upset us. Upset is it just takes your normal thinking and it it just upsets it. It makes it come to attention. But mad stems from angers that probably don't have to do with somebody. You get mad at them. And I'm like, how? Why are you so mad at that person? Well, they did this and they did that. And I'll say, well, you're frustrated because you haven't solved it and you're just upset right now. Unless you have your own stuff that you're dumping into it. But I've learned to split those hairs because once you do, the problem is better understood. So accounting is conversations with God. You learn, say what you mean and mean what you say, as opposed to saying the wrong thing and reacting to emotions that aren't even yours, which I think is amazing. But we do it all the time, and then we don't know why. Our anticipation of solving, of life, of ourselves is huge. Us understanding trust relieves us of carrying a bunch of stuff we don't need to carry. As long as we trust we will be okay, we don't have to carry fear, doubt, worry, control, or guilt. Honest. In the first place. You don't have to worry about over-explaining or defending. Because now you're saying, hey, I accept who I am. This works. And that just comes from saying what you know, and then you don't have to say anything else. No, I don't want to do that. I don't feel that's a good use of my time. And if I feel that way, I may not be the best person for that job. No one can argue with that, not even you. Come a long way. And it was one step at a time. Number four was purity. I always had a problem with purity. When Christ said truth, love, and purity, I'd always be like, well, what's purity? What's purity? For years. And he finally said, it's your innocence. It's recapturing 
your innocence. That innocence when we were young and we knew the world was perfect. And it wasn't. It was the same as it is now with different subset of problems. But it was never perfect. But there was a time when we thought it was. Because we just didn't know all the information. We were too young. And we keep wanting to recapture that feeling, that freedom of not knowing because it made us feel like we were a kid. We didn't have to care about bills and this and that and whatever's going on politically and what we're being taxed for now or not, what current situation in our world is happening. And when we get that feeling that we had when we were kids, we feel happy. It makes us feel that happiness. So he said, purity is asking why. Just asking yourself, wait, why do I want to do this? Why do I want that? Oh, what do I think it will do for me? How will it affect me? Why do I think that particular thing, person, job is going to either make me better or not? Will it help me? If the answer is yes, how? And then if the answer is how, when? And keep asking, keep asking. Nobody can investigate you like you can investigate you. If you think someone is coming to you and they say to you what you're saying to yourself, and then a question comes to your mind and you either want to ask them or you didn't have the opportunity, you guys parted ways already, and then later on in the day, you start to think, oh, I wish I asked this, or I wish, wow, I wonder about, ask yourself. Purity is asking why, and then he said, of yourself. Asking why of yourself. Our questions start at home. Our questions start at home. Our hearts, our souls need us to run as efficiently as they need to run to run our lives. And we know that now. Putting ourselves off puts our life off, puts the people around us off, puts our energy off. And then we wonder why our life is off and why we don't know ourselves. And it's because we turned out the light. And all we have to do is put our hand on that switch and turn it on and let the light shine on what you carry, what matters to you why it matters to you. There's a reason why the things that attract you attract you. The kind of people that attract you. I say this to men when they're they're looking for love. And I say it all the time. I say, think of the women friends that you have. Think of the traits that they have. That's a big sign of when you meet somebody and they have those traits, but you also have romantic feelings attached to that. Don't worry what someone looks like. 
When you get that feeling, that's a knowing. That's knowing that, hey, you know what? I would get along with this person. We're so busy saying, I want that image. And you'll get that image, but whatever's inside that person, it may or may not surprise you. Most of the time it does because you are going in for one thing. And men tend to be visual, visual first because it's a big part of their attraction. But I will say this, and I'll say it until I leave this earth. People become beautiful only as we get to know them. Whatever you see is definitely just the packaging. But until you open and until you time and until you have conversations, you won't know what it feels like to be comfortable or not. And I'm not saying, you know, comfortable like it's boring. I'm just saying comfortable in your soul that you can sleep at night next to this person and wake up looking forward to the next day because there's a sense of bonding between the two of you. And that comes over time and shared interest. People don't want to hear that. We have been sold flash after flash after flash of, you know, these big moments. But the true big moments are the discoveries of somebody who accounts to themselves, who asks themselves questions, who takes care of themselves, who takes care of the lives around them. It does make a difference because we need to feel life as detached as life can become, as technological as it can become, as how many hours you put on the computer can take. When we interact with each other, it's an entirely different paradigm. It's an entirely different reality. But it all starts at home. The more we know about ourselves, the less we need other things outside of us to stimulate our intellect or our emotions or even our physical health. I know people who tell me, I hardly ever move. My knees don't work. My back doesn't work. My body feels disconnected from the rest of me. And I hear that from people six and seven and eight years younger than I am. And I say, but why? Because that didn't just happen overnight. What are you eating? Second, why aren't you moving? You obviously get up and go to the store and buy the stuff that you're hurting yourself with. And then you're not moving anywhere else except to bring the stuff that's hurting you. Why do you feel that that cycle is working? Because you obviously think it's working enough to do it. And when you put it that way, then we start to see our role in that, our sense of responsibility to what we're doing, to ourselves. It all goes back to us. At one of the first things Christ said, one of the very first things he said, 
is who would you be if everybody you knew didn't know you? And all that does is takes out blame, pointing fingers, brings to the forefront self-accounting, talking to God, not trying to please God, because God doesn't need us to please him, but to communicate with God. Why is that huge? That is so huge. Because now, who are you exchanging energy with? Because everything is an energy exchange. Every single thing you ever say, think, or feel about God, you are exchanging energy with God. That's why prayer is so cool. That's why just talking to God feels so good. And it helps you start to think about, am I doing my best for me? Because there's one great thing about God, and that is he is the best listener. And we get into the listening part, and I'm going to tell you number five is excuses hold us hostage. And when we talk to God, we hear our excuses. We know, oh, wow, that has been a good shield. I still need that excuse. Do I still need to hold on to it? Has it helped me? Well, maybe for a while when I thought it was helping me. But do I need it or can I let it go? Excuses are interesting. Because they're the, the closest thing to real, real reasons why you can't do something. But I have never heard an excuse tell you why you can. Excuses take away the reality of your capability. Think about that. Excuses take away the reality of all of our capabilities. Every time we come up with an excuse, we have put something in our lives, whatever it is we are excusing, on pause. Number six, and it is talking all the time, depletes us. If we are the talker, and we're talking to someone and we leave and we realize they didn't talk back. They didn't have a chance. Every answer you answered to them, your experience about what they gave you enough to just take off on talking, learn to pause and allow the other person to talk. Because what happens is you maximize the energy exchange. And when you do that, it takes you out of your own mind and it balances you, even on your own things. That energy exchange is so critical. It's like even even on Facebook, you know, you put a quote out or you put something on 
and let's say you you put it on and you never go back. If somebody makes a comment, you don't answer them. So there's no exchange. It's just your way and let everyone think what they're going to think. And, and you keep doing that. Over time, people don't feel involved or that you're involved with them. So they disconnect. It's like somebody when you don't call them for a long time. But then when you do call them, you're like, wow, that felt so good to talk to them and they're doing great and I'm so glad I reached out today. But if it takes a long time and there's no exchange of energy, it just kind of goes dormant. It doesn't go bad. It's not like love ever goes less. It just stays where it is until it grows. So talking all the time, being the only one and not giving feedback like, hey, you know what? That was really hard to hear, or that was great, or I don't understand that. And then they tell you what they're talking about. And then you're like, wow, never thought of that point of view. That just grew you. So when we're not talking all the time, we don't get depleted. Because we get depleted. It's, it's an easy thing that happens to many of us. It happens a lot to managers and bosses, believe it or not, because people don't talk back to them for many reasons, depending on what positioning is taking place. But because of that, the boss or the manager doesn't exchange energy very much and they start to feel alone at the top. And that's when they say it's lonely at the top. It is truly because there is no exchange of energy. There's only fear and doubt and worry and control and guilt. All the things that aren't from God. And that's not putting religion in the workplace. God is there, whether we call him a religion or not, whether we say I believe in him or not, he's there. And when he is in the forefront of our thoughts, we tend to be more accountable. And when we're more accountable, our energy exchanges run deeper. And when they run deeper, we feel more alive. And when we feel more alive, we tend to interact in life a lot more. Cool. I used to be so hesitant to say the word God, but I'm not saying it for any background or religion or person. Just the way it is. Seeing Christ doesn't come easy <laughs> at all, but I have to. I have to just say what I know because I can't not see it anymore. And I can't even put it on the side anymore and try not to use certain words. The biggest ones that I had a hard time doing was I saw Christ. What I didn't realize, or I see Christ, what I didn't realize is the huge energy exchange that happens when that is being said. Not when, because I'm saying it, just that it's being said at all. Because now, not only am I exchanging energy with God, but so are you. And that feels very empowering. It is very empowering. 
whether we realize it or not, we came from somewhere and we go somewhere. And Christ is letting himself be known right now, not just through me, but everybody has a job. And just knowing that allows us to share. And I know tomorrow I will go through the rest of these. It's too much to go through in one day. But just for today, just knowing health starts in our kitchen, that our emotional and physical well-being heals in our walks, that accounting is conversations with God, purity is asking why of ourselves, Excuses hold us hostage. Talking all the time depletes us. We know that now. That has now become usable information that we can now progress through. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. Have a safe New Year's Eve. I love you guys so very much. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.